when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took down the Miami Heat by a score of 117 to 109 in overtime, which this game effectively seals the Heat's season. Um, they would need a very, very fortunate set of circumstances to play out in order to uh, avoid elimination. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that also means the end of uh, Dwayne Wade's illustrious career. But get to that in a second. The Raptors obviously playing a very desperate team given the circumstances. Um, the Heat really capitalized early on. Um, they jumped out to a double-digit lead in the first half. I mean, really, the Heat got to the bucket whenever they wanted in the first half. It was kind of, it was kind of sad uh, in terms of just how easily the Raptors were allowing penetration, getting to the bucket, and it wasn't really the Bigs' fault. It was really just the wings. Like they just weren't really applying a lot of ball pressure. They were letting themselves get beat really easily, really over relying on the help. And uh, honestly, the Heat should have had a twenty-point lead early on just by how sluggish the Raptors were. But um, you know, the Raptors were eventually. Uh, you know, bust through that by um, going through Norman Powell of all people. Uh, it was, it was one of those great games for Norm. You know, it's all or nothing with Norm. Sometimes he's going to be terrible, and sometimes he's going to be great. Today he was great. I mean, this is probably his best game of the season. He finishes with twenty three points on seven of seven shooting, but just within the context of the game, these were very important baskets. I remember the Raptors were down like thirteen. Nothing was going on. The bench unit was really struggling, and here comes Norm. All of a sudden, um, going to the basket, exploding to the rim for a pair of finishes, and that really sparked the Raptors. That along with the Danny Green three, of course, you know, because Danny Green three is, you know, Danny Green. He's just made a whole living off killing the Heat. But, um, yeah, that really got the Raptors back into the game. The Raptors defensively, I think, locked in from there on. I mean, there were some frustrating moments with, you know, James Johnson, you know, randomly getting a couple of uh, baskets to drop. And, of course, Dwayne Wade, you know, he's a great player. He made some incredible uh, step back threes and things like this and Dion waiters you know occasionally hit a jumper but you know for the most part the Raptors defense was much better in the second half you know they gave up uh, by halftime the Heat had already scored 57 points but in the third quarter the Raptors only allowed 22 fourth quarter only 24 and in overtime I mean the Raptors just locked the Heat down while also playing some great offense my only real bone to pick with this game really because like early on like not playing very hard like is completely understandable um, a lot of people were very angry about how you know, like, oh, the Raptors are arrogant for relying on a, flipping a switch. But, like, this kind of fails to account for the very, you know, it's the reality that the, Raptor, the Raptors have another gear. It's very clear. They've shown it many times. This is, game was very similar to that game against Orlando, for example, where, you know, Orlando comes on strong, whatever. And then all of a sudden the Raptors are like, yeah, you know what? We will play hard. And then when they play hard for, like, a half, a quarter, anything like that, uh, it swings the game. And I think that's kind of what happened today. But um, going back to what I said earlier, the only bone I have to pick with this game was just, you know, how the game sort of played out down the stretch. Um, you know, against a close game, execution really matters. The Raptors had the ball with about 30 seconds left in a tie game um, at the end of regulation. And, 
you know, so they went to Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, they're going to go to Kawhi Leonard. This is, you know, their best player, best scorer, everything like that. But um, I, I did – it was just – it's one of those things where, like, Kawhi is just dribbling at the defense and there's no actual set play being called. And, you know, Nick Nurse obviously didn't call timeout either. He kind of trusted his players to run. And the, the end result was just really poor. And it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, like, realistically, the Raptors kind of atone for that. And I'll explain in a second. But that play, just it just it was so unimaginative. And it was so wasteful, really, because... There's a lot of things you could do with the starting lineup. You got a lot of options. You got veteran guys. You got a guy who can pass out of the high post and Marcus Saw. Kyle Lowry can obviously help create and facilitate a play. Pascal is a threat to score. Danny Green is a threat to score, right? It's a lot of things you can do. And even with Kawhi, there's better ways to use Kawhi than just have him just dribble at the defense, right? And I've, t- I've talked about it on the podcast like all season. There's a lot of these opportunities where, like, why can't you just get Kawhi into the post, have, have someone else dribble the ball up, and make sure he has good post position around that elbow area, or maybe in the top of the key, anything like that. Just let him seal his man, catch the ball, and then go go to like just go to work one on one, right? Like if that's if you want to play one on one and you got to get a bucket, it doesn't matter if a two or a three. That's a lot better of an option than having him dribble at the defense because realistically, Kawhi Leonard isn't like a James Harden type, you know, creating off the dribble. He can do it to some degree, but like it's not his best skill. Where he's most effective really is in the mid range when he can. Um, you know, he take one or two hard dribbles uh, and get to a spot on either on the baseline where he's really comfortable going for that fadeaway, or even just like you know, just from the mid range elbow air and just anywhere in the mid range. It's just it's easier for him to do that, and where he doesn't have to break down his man, he just has to get to a spot where he can sort of rise up and shoot over the top. And it's kind of like Melo in that way. And I know it's like you know, Melo obviously his his career has ended in a well, who knows if his career has ended, but. You know, it's petered out and he's sort of got a negative reputation. But Melo was very effective for a very long time in that elbow area. And I feel like Kawhi has a similar skill set where he can kind of bully the guy from there, not necessarily have to rely on the dribble. And so I thought that was a very unimaginative play. Kawhi dribbles the ball for 20 seconds, ends up shooting a contested brick over James Johnson. And James Johnson, in terms of size, he's not going to get bullied by Kawhi Leonard. We know James Johnson is six foot eight and and very, very strong. And so... I didn't like that play. Uh, luckily, the Raptors got a tiny bit of help from the referee, so the heat on the ensuing possession, they're trying to go and win the game. And uh, the ref blows the whistle for the inbound, but then he like didn't give the ball immediately to Dion Waiters or whoever was inbounding. And so the play kind of unfolded before the you know the heat actually had the ball. And so the original play was obviously to get to Dwayne Wade, um, you know, set up a heroic finish. Uh, Dwayne Wade cuts the backcourt. You know, Dwayne or um, Kawhi follows him. But the play didn't develop quickly enough, um, or it developed too quickly, really, because of the referee. So, you know, it, it ended up in this uh, just confused jumble of a play where the Heat didn't really get a good look at all. Adebayo got a, like a putback, but that was after the final whistle, and he also went over the back on Kyle Lowry. And so, you know, the, the Heat were—I mean, Spo, Eric Spolstra was was irate at this call after the game. He slammed the referees. He's going to get a fine, um, but you know, that's understandable to be honest. Like, you can't blow the whistle and start the play. And uh, not actually be ready, right? Like, that just gives the defense such a huge advantage. And I think, you know, the Heat have uh, a bone to pick there. But in overtime, they still had a chance to win. And I thought the Raptors, that's where the quality really shined through, right? Like, the starting unit, it's so dynamic. They have so many good passers, so many good playmakers that there's no way you should just rely on just one-on-one play. Like, yes, sometimes you should rely on -on one-on-one play. Like, sometimes it's effective. You kill the clock, things like this. But, like... You know, the Raptors showed today, like, when they move the ball on crunch time, they're really, really, really hard to guard. Like, right off the bat, um, they they run a play where Gasol's in, a, in the high post. Kawhi makes a cut to the basket. 
Gasol leads Leonard to the rim with a pass. It's a little bit ahead of him, but Kawhi is able to use his ridiculously long arms to like bat the ball into the corner right where Danny Green is, and he hits the corner three. That was just a spectacular pass just by Gasol and also especially by Leonard. And obviously, Danny Green is, is clutch as hell, but um, you know you got that play. You got another play where um, you know Gasol's in a high post. Danny Green makes a back cut against Deion Waiters. Danny Green gets a layup that way. Uh, and you know, you know, even when they did run the Kawhi isolation, where you know Cal comes over to come set the screen, they did a really good job today. Of you know, Kawhi anticipated that the Heat were going to trap him at half court. Lowry did a great job of anticipating where the pressure was, so he slipped the screen. Kawhi was able to pass over the top, and Kyle from that point on had a four on three advantage. Swings it to Marcus All. Heat rotate, and uh, you know Gasol makes obviously a quick pass because Gasol is so good at making that extra pass. And Pascal Siakam is wide, wide open in the corner, and he hits it. And that effectively ended the Heat's um, season on that play. And so sharing the ball is definitely the way to go for the Raptors down the stretch. Um, you know, there's select times where maybe, look, you're turning the ball over a lot. Uh, or, you know, there's a specific matchup where there's nobody on the other side who can guard Kawhi or maybe even guard Pascal. And you want to go one-on-one. That's completely fine. But there's a specific set of circumstances you want to actually isolate in. You don't want to just dribble out the defense like James Harden. The Raptors don't have a guy like that. Um and yeah, I mean, again, once they've since they've gotten Gasol, like the ball movement has been so good, they're going to be able to get a good shot just by running the regular offense. And so that was encouraging. And then defensively, I thought Pascal made a couple of great shot contests against Dwayne Wade, uh, especially just to deny the shot. Danny Green played some great defense on Dwayne Wade. I mean, look, Danny Green uh, against <laughs> ending Dwayne Wade's career is kind of you know poetic in a way. But um, you know, that's no disrespect to D Wade at all. Like there were tons of Heat fans. At Scotiabank today, I'm sure a lot of them made the trip up to Canada um, to come see the game. And you know, they, Dwayne Wade, he can hold his head up high because he he's probably the best player on the Heat tonight. Like um, he still had 21 points, which led the team in scoring at the age of 36. He had five assists, you know, the, the three rebounds, seven to 14 shooting, hit four six from deep. Like the Raptors obviously weren't trying to give him threes, even though he's obviously not known as a three point shooter. But the Raptors still gave him a lot of respect. I mean, they were trapping him and then double teaming him on the perimeter a lot of times just to make sure Wade wasn't the one to beat him. And Wade was still able to use his crafty footwork, you know, like the the stuff that Dwayne Wade made a whole career on, like the, the pivoting and the you know, contorting his body and then coming up clutch with threes and. You know, there's a rebound that he won in overtime where, you know, the Raptors couldn't really get the defensive rebound after a missed three, and then the ball went up. And I think, I forget who Dwayne Wade was going up against, but, like, again, this is a 36-year-old skying for an offensive rebound and winning it. Like, how many 26 or how many 36-year-olds are able to do that? Like, that's just, it's super impressive. And, um, you know, the Heat couldn't hit a three after, you know, Wade's valiant effort, and I think that was also kind of... Uh, you know, reflective of how the Heat have been over the last couple of years. The talent level was just too low to, uh, you know, make an actual playoff run and actually do damage and give Dwayne a good send-off. But Dwayne could hold his head up high, and, uh, you know, he, he eventually swapped jerseys with Kawhi. That was nice to see. Obviously, you know, he's already uh, given a jersey to DeLon early in the year uh, and also to Kyle and now to Kawhi. So, um, you know, great career for Dwayne Wade, obviously, for Raptors fans, um, you know. There's no real animosity against Dwayne Wade, I don't think, unless I'm missing something. But, you know, just all I remember is that uh, that uh, 2016 second-round series. I mean, it was super ugly between the two sides. And, uh, you know, eventually it was Kyle Lowry who broke through with a, a huge Game 7 to put the heat away. It, was, it turned into a blowout, and then it turned into a, a party at uh, Young and Dundas. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, Dwayne Wade has always been a guy who's uh, fought hard, and I, I think, uh, you know, if this is the last world game of his career, I mean, to be honest, I, was, I found myself rooting for Dwayne Wade at the end of the game because, you know, look, the game doesn't matter that much to the Raptors. Like, I want them to win, and I want them to, you know, uh, maintain pace with Golden State. That is one thing that Nick Nurse talked about before the game and after the game was about how, you know, they are keeping an eye on the standings because if the Raptors win out the remainder of the season, they will have clinched uh, home court against the Warriors because they do hold the tiebreaker. The Raptors are right now tied in the loss column with Golden State, but uh, the Raptors have two extra wins. So, you know, it is something that they're cognizant of. And, and you know, Nick Nurse did say that he wants to make sure that um, that is something that uh, the Raptors can you know, have that slight advantage come time for the finals if it gets that far. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like, towards the end, I was really just rooting for Dwayne because it's like one of those storybook moments, right? Dwayne was having one of those games where it kind of reminded me to a smaller extent to the Kobe's, you know, Kobe's last game where, yeah, the guy was going for 60 and, uh, like, making this crazy comeback against Gordon Hayward and the Jazz. And, um, you know, obviously he scored, like, f- took, like, 50 shots. And Dwayne was obviously much more efficient in his uh, final road game. But, um it had that feel where it felt like that storybook ending was coming with Dwayne Wade hitting some crazy shot at the end, but uh, it was not to be the Raptors. You know, I thought they played well. They played well. Um, obviously, they didn't you know didn't give the great effort to start the game, which makes sense. Again, it's a noon start against a very desperate team. The Raptors have very little to play for, and also you know most of the team was at the uh, Ibaka Foundation last night. So you know it was a quick quick turnaround for these guys, um, but. Uh, but, you know, they, they got it together in the second half. The defense was solid. And, again, for people that are worried about the Raptors flipping a switch or whatever, like, they clearly have another level, right? And whether they choose to always play at that level is, you know, it's a little bit – it might be a little bit frustrating to see a veteran team not always play at their best. But, like, again, it's completely understandable, right? That's – you want to just manage your energy. And I think, uh, you know, the Raptors showed once again that when all the chips were down the table, they were able to out-execute and, you know, they, they came away with the win in overtime. So – in terms of your three stars, given the first star, Norman Powell, I mean, that man, he had, look, he wasn't necessarily the best player on the floor tonight. I think it was probably Pascal. But Norm had 23 points on 7-of-7 seven seven shooting off the bench, 4-4 four four from the three-point line. Would have been perfect, if he, except he shot 5-6 of six on the free throw line. He split a pair on uh, a clear path foul where he got ahead of the pack and Dwayne Wade fouled him. Um, but, I mean, he had an amazing night off the bench. And it was a night where the bench unit was not playing well, right? Like, you look at the rest of the bench, guys. Serge Ibaka, minus 17. OG and LB, minus 22. And I'll talk about OG in a sec, too. But um, Norm really carried them. He was a plus four in 21 minutes. And, again, this is the funny thing with Norm, right? He is just – he's so all or nothing. But I think the difference with this season, at least, is that Norm's highs are a lot higher than they were before. I think a lot of that has to do with, A, playing with a playmaker like Marcus Saw. I feel like those two definitely have some chemistry, and they definitely connect in a couple baskets in the first half. But, you know, it's just Norm has an, this aggression to him, and and, um, and I truly believe the three-point shot is looking better. Like, I think one of the reasons why he struggled in the last two games were he only had two points against the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. He only had four points against Brooklyn. He only took one three in those two games, right? Like, I think his three-point shot has gone to a point where it's better. Like, and he should take it more often. He should look for it more often. And the Raptors should look for him more often because he's actually catching a couple, you know, you know, just a catch-and-shoot style coming out around the screen uh, and, and hitting those. And also, obviously, when, you know, the ball swings to him, he's able to hit those catch-and-shoot threes as well. But, you know, you look at today, 4-4 four, four from three. You look at, uh, you know, last last Saturday, 
Um, you know, he's three for six against the Bulls, three for four against the Knicks, four or five against the Bulls before that, two or two against the Hornets. Like, Norm can kind of shoot now, right? So I think he should look for that shot more often. Obviously, when he goes to the basket and uh, and he picks his spots, especially when, of when he should go to the basket, he's very effective. And uh, so Norm gets my first star. Second star, I'm giving that to Pascal. Uh, 23 points on eight of 10 shootings, three of five from deep, four or four from the free throw line, 10 rebounds. An assist in 37 minutes, plus 19 with the starters. I just, I, I, I've run out of things to say about Pascal. You know, there's some hesitation, you know, about, um, there's not hesitation, but there's some question, like minor question, whether or not uh, Pascal can sort of translate his production into the playoffs. I do think teams are going to scheme against him. They're going to dare him to do certain things. And they're going to basically purposely disrespect him in order to guard the other players on the team. But having said that, I mean, one of the things teams are probably going to do is uh, take away the three-point line. I mean, Pascal is just continuously hit threes. I mean, today he had a clutch three in overtime. And I think, you know, defense is going to do the exact same thing to him um, in the playoffs. But I, I, I trust Pascal, especially in the corners. He's he's money from there. And uh, overall, 8 of 10. I mean, he just makes so many plays for the team without actually having a play run for him. His energy was great. I mean, him helping on the defensive glass was huge because the heat – Obviously, very aggressive, uh, very athletic team, and you know they, they needed Pascal to be active on the glass. He did that, and um, you know what else can you say, man? Twenty three points and eight of ten shooting is incredible efficiency. And then the third star I can come down to a couple people here. I th- I'm going to give it to Danny Green ultimately because he had twenty one points and seven of thirteen shooting, five and nine from deep, two of two from the free throw line. Uh, he did tweak his foot, I think, at one point, but he, he f- finished out the game and he's, you know played great. Um, you know, the Raptors might have to consider giving Danny uh, a little bit of time off against the Timberwolves. I don't know if they're going to rest him outright or whatever, but I, I could see a veteran like Danny needing some rest. But um, that man is scorching right now. <laughs> that man is scorching. He's been scorching all season, really. But uh, 21 points uh, and just a, yet another great performance against the Heat. Obviously, he had that game winner against the Heat earlier this season. Um, you know, he's he's such a blessing. It's just – it's. He's so reliable on those threes. And the Raptors also run a couple of plays now where, like, they're basically doing the hammer play for him that the, the Cavs used to run um, for Kyle Korver where they'd run a pick and roll on one side of the floor. And then uh, Danny would slip behind a screen to go into the corner. And the guy running the pick and roll on the strong side will reverse the ball on the baseline. And Danny would catch and shoot. And uh, they've they run it successfully a couple of times now over the last couple of games. And, it, you know... You're never going to run your offense through Danny Green necessarily, but it's great that the Raptors have a couple of those plays uh, earmarked for him. And to be honest, he's just just even off catch and shoots alone. Like I know defenses are not trying to leave Danny Green, but the way the rest of the starters are moving the ball, Danny's got a lot more threes. And this is something Nick Nurse talked about. He wants the he he attributes the the rise in three point shooting, which the Raptors shot 16 to 41 today, so 39 percent. Another great night, another free box of free fries. But um, you know, Nick Nurse has talked about how. A lot of the rise in three-point shooting, the bump in three-point shooting, has really been that more shots are going to the players that are the better shooters. And Danny has, I mean, he got nine three-point shots off today. Like as a defense, you obviously want to limit him, uh, you know, you know, below that number, and, and he's just capitalizing. So Danny's a great year. But obviously, like I think Gasol even has a chance to has a a, a claim to the third star as well, just with the way he moved the ball. I mean, he had eight points, ten rebounds, seven assists in thirty-three minutes. Again. It, the plus minus doesn't lie with him, man. Plus thirty, uh, plus twenty three in thirty three minutes, the highest on the team. Um, you know, I just think that Gasol does so much problem solving for the Raptors. It's like watching him play basketball is like you know watching a chess master almost. You know what I mean? Like he's seeing a couple moves ahead. He knows exactly 
what the consequences of his movements are, what the consequences of his teammates' movements are, and how to you know just trigger you know swing sequences that end in open corner threes. And Gasol's just he's he's great, and the fact that the guy can impact the game that much despite only taking four shots at the center position is re- it's just a it's just a testament to how smart the guy is, man. I mean, he's just um, you know the the Heat ran a lot of zone, and and it kind of uh, you know stifled the Raptors offensively in the first half, but. You know, Gasol is like the ultimate zone buster. It's almost like you're challenging him to to beat you with his thinking because he gets in the middle of the floor or he sets a screen, he gets the ball, and and at that point the defense is just at his mercy. And he's you know introduced a lot of cutting and three point shooting into the offense. So Gasol had a great 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 game as well. But ultimately, I'm giving it to Norm, Pascal, and Danny Green. And then in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, I got to give that to a former Raptor. Very, very de- divisive Raptor, um, but James Johnson, man, the guy, he was just, he just kept the Heat alive with a couple of his plays. I mean, first off, the playmaking as a power forward, he's very, very good at passing, and uh, he kind of played that Boris Dio role tonight. But um, I mean, eighteen points, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block, pretty good defense on Kawhi Leonard. All things considered, Kawhi had an inefficient night of seven on nineteen shooting for twenty-two points. I mean. You know, James Johnson did a really, really good job. Uh, and, you know, he hit a three late in the game to keep the heat alive. You know, he just consistently kind of got free in that pick-and-roll situation where he would slip the screen, make the right pass, and uh, either do that or drive to the rim. And so, you know, he was having a great game. And to be honest, a lot of that came at the expense of OG Anobi, who continues to look mad rusty, like really rusty, right? Like even just watching him shoot before the game, um, you know, he was like having trouble with the free throw line, having trouble obviously with threes. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, the Raptors still gave him extended run. I know 17 minutes doesn't look like a lot, especially for a game in overtime, but Nick Nurse stuck with OG when, uh, you know, the Heat were threatening to run away with the game in the fourth quarter there. And I think that's important. That's an important concession you got to make because you're going to need OG to produce because like who else do you have at backup power forward, right? It's either him or you're, you're splitting Pascal and, and Kawhi and, and making Kawhi play some backup four as well. Like, this is not ideal, especially with the roster the way it is. Now, maybe the Raptors go get another power forward, but I doubt that that guy is going to immediately crack the rotation. It's really just going to be an emergency body. So they need OG to, you know, be solid in that role and just, you know, I mean, the three-point shot is not there for him. Defensively, again, he let James Johnson drive past him a couple times, like, I just think that OG's rusty. And to be honest, he doesn't have much time to get unrusty, but... um yeah, it's a bit of a concern for sure because without OG2, like I said in the past, like it just makes the Raptors' small ball units a lot less effective because if you have to play a lot of guards at once and you don't have any bigs, even marginal bigs, like uh, like an OG and an OB, like, um, that is going to hurt you defensively because the Raptors will be hurt for size. So they need OG to, to produce well. Hopefully OG gets more time in the Timberwolves game and uh, you know he finds his rhythm. But um, you know I'm not not optimistic about that one right now and to be honest OG's, OG's just had a really really strange season it's been you know a lot one thing after another in terms of just setbacks and uh you know hopefully it all comes together but I'm not holding my breath but um yeah good win by the Raptors and the Raptors game 81 of the season last home game uh it was a fun atmosphere with all the with all the Heat fans there and, and you know the Raptors fans as well and so you know obviously a very fun finish and so the Raptors will finish the season on Tuesday uh, against the Timberwolves, uh, look out for that game. I believe we're doing uh, a live post game show on Twitter, uh, uh, on Yahoo. So look out for that. So the podcast will be replaced by the post game show, where you get to actually, you know, see four people come together and talk about the game right after the tip. So 
follow along for that. And in the meantime, again, a friendly reminder to please rate and review Raptors of Everything. Um, you know, we're trying to get to 200 reviews by the end of the month, and uh, we're making good progress. But still, please uh, just go ahead and. Uh when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, just hit five stars. It's super easy. And uh, write a nice review, things like that. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. I'll be back on Tuesday. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.